0: Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels.
2: And it is us, The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels.
3: Big show. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big show. We've got, uh, we've got one of the greats in football the last, uh, I guess it's now been, oh my gosh, 25, 30 years ago that he played, but he will always be remembered as a guy who can walk down the street and hold up one hand and show a Super Bowl ring yeah, and then hold up the other hand and show a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. <laughs> it's Tony Casillas who is a defensive stud for the Dallas Cowboys during the heydays of the Cowboys. That would be the days, you know, that they were actually winning
2: his, his initial Um, draft year was 1986.
3: Yeah. You you think back and it's like 1986 or what, 20 years ago. And it's not 40, it's 35, 40 years ago. So Tony will be with us and we can't wait to talk with him. Tony's also got, uh, a podcast of his own that you can look up and find, and he 's doing some television and uh, he 's really just a great guy to talk with i did I wanted to ask you something though because you know we, we talk about our our wives and our families a bunch mm-hmm. it 's now july you know mid July here and my wife 's birthday is the first of june i 'm really big on celebrating the birthday as close to the actual day as you can, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason I, and you know when my kids were growing up we the big deal with this. We've always done big deals with birthdays. And for whatever reason, the last four or five years, every time my wife's birthday comes around, I just drop the ball. It's not that I don't remember the day. we I do, but mm-hmm. I did things like one year. I took a bunch of people out to a Mexican restaurant here in San Diego, and we had 10 or 15 people around and, It was great and it was festive and stuff. And I asked her afterward, how did you really, did you have a good time? She's like, eh, not so much. You know, I don't like a lot of those people and I don't like, like making a big deal about it. So uh, I spent all that money and it just completely, you know, crapped the bed as it it were. And Uh and it just seems like that kind of thing just kept happening for like three or four years. So this year I decided I'm going to have some fun with it. So we had kids over, we did a big deal. I got her a card like five different times, and we turned it into a birthday month. Oh. So literally on the 30th of June, I gave her a card that said, you know, same kind of happy birthday kind of thing. And I said, happy birthday month. And she really appreciated it. I didn't give her one every day, but like on the 7th and then again on the 12th. And then I got her flowers on the 15th. And so so gotcha. I made sure that we celebrated every month. Okay. My birthday is in July. Mm-hmm. We're already mid-month. <laughs> Guess who hasn't gotten nothing? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> now, granted, she's she's paying to have my kids come out from the East Coast, and they're going to stay with us for a full week mm-hmm. toward the end of the month. But you know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, if what's good for the goose is good for the mm-hmm. Neil Michaels. Exactly. Uh, you
2: know, I feel your pain, man. My wife's birthday's in February, three days before Valentine's uh-huh. Day, yeah. and, and every year it's like, what oh do you want? Boy. You want a birthday present? You want a Valentine's Day present? Because you ain't getting both. <laughs> you
3: know? See, that's exactly, and you're exactly right. That's exactly what happens to me. Is we do Mother's Day which is two weeks before her birthday mm-hmm. and we have the kids over cause it's mother's day. So we have the kids over, we make a big deal about it. And then we're basically just finished cleaning up the remnants of mother's day. And here's her birthday. What am I supposed to do? Have the exact same thing. Yes. So it, my, my ex-wife, her birthday was in mid December. So she had the same thing with, okay, we're, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting you a gift, but is this a Christmas gift or a birthday gift? And while you can separate, it does get to a point where it's like, how creative can you be and then be really creative again two weeks later?
2: I know. I mean, you know, we, there's a limit. But again, yeah. my birthday was last Monday.
3: Right. On July 5th, right after the 4th.
2: And here we are on Sunday and neither of my daughters have said anything yet. Oh, so. <laughs> So hopefully, Hello.
3: hopefully Hello. they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your phone's working, right? <laughs> but now it's too late. <laughs> exactly. Then you just sit there with your arms crossed and make a <laughs> face and, like, that phone better ring. That phone better ring.
2: Just wait till it's Don't your you birthday. you
3: asking for stuff That's Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, well. well, fortunately, we get to celebrate having Tony Casillas on the show today, and we'll worry about, uh, you know, gifts and and people calling us and stuff. And at very worst, you know, it's nice to know that there are people who are listening to us who are celebrating listening to the show every day.
2: And Tony Casillas is not only a a Super Bowl winner, a fantastic defensive uh, tackle he started at, nose tackle, but he's also a six handicap golfer. Yeah. And just get his first ace. Yeah. Let's celebrate <laughs> someone else's happiness
3: when we come right back.
2: Tony Casey is <laughs>
3: coming up with us on the approach shot. Don't you move. Hey, let's talk a little about daily fantasy sports here. See, I love to play, but I haven't had a lot of success, and it's been a little frustrating. Apparently, I'm not the only one, because 85% of the people who play lose. So, when we started talking with Stat Hero about advertising here in the show, I asked what makes Stat Hero different. The answer made me a believer. See, Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup, winner take all. No one else does that. Since I signed up back in late May, I've won about as much as I've lost, which is only because there are three Dodgers hitters that always seem to screw up my stats – Seriously, this is the most fun I've ever had playing DFS. So come on and join me. Go to stathero.com/approach, sign up for free, and right now you can get 3 times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com/approach. It's stathero.com/approach. <laughs>
2: Hey, thanks for hanging and coming back. We are The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. We have another guest that we're going to tell you who he is, and you're going to sit back and go, how the hell did you guys get him to come on?
3: <laughs> it's true. It's, it's a guy that you will probably know for something other than this, but apparently <laughs> the most important thing in his life is his three kids, and so we have a dad on today. Hmm. Okay. So we also played football for the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Casillas is with us today. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great. I thought you were going to say the
4: thing that's most important to him is playing the game of golf <laughs> or, the <laughs> yeah, fact, or the fact that some people may not know who the hell this guy is. You <laughs> may have to Google them, but nevertheless, <laughs> thanks for having me guys.
2: Well, you sure. know, I got to tell you, Tony, that, um, Neil, Neil was all geeked out because he was going to talk to, to Tony Casillas from the Dallas oh, Cowboys, I was his not. favorite team. I okay. personally, however, lived in Atlanta in the late half of the 1980s. So I'm geeking out too, man. <laughs>
4: there you go. You lose the Falcons. You know, I was drafted. I was the second player picked in a draft by yeah. the Falcons in 86. And unfortunately, it's not the modern day Falcons because we were pretty bad back then. Oh, but, yeah. uh, it was a, I always say this is like, be, if you want to go high in a draft, just be careful what you wish for because there's no, there's <laughs> a very big guarantee that you will not play on a very good team. And right. Unfortunately, the Falcons weren't that good then.
2: The Smiths still owned them back in the 80s, didn't they?
4: Oh, when yeah. Them? Yeah. I hate to say this because, you know, Arthur Blank has done a tremendous job with with that organization since he bought him from the Smiths. But, man, the ongoing joke was, and I hate to even say this because, I mean, remember the Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah. The the sitcom, the... we used to call them the Clampins because that's kind of the way they were marketed. That was this money.
3: Yeah, but
4: nevertheless, man, hey, they're. I'm glad they're doing well the way they are today. It's good, yeah. good to see that.
3: When I moved to Atlanta in, I think it was 2000, I moved to Atlanta, and you could walk up to the stadium the day of, and buy pretty much any <laughs> ticket you wanted to. And we had such a great time. We would tailgate ahead of time, and people were all there, and the food was, you know, Southern food, and so it was awesome, and. And you'd go in and you'd watch the game and they'd get their butts kicked and you'd go home and be like, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. what you kind of expect. And the Michael Vick era and then, you know, after that, the Matt Ryan era and you know, everything changed.
2: We used, we used to go whenever the 49ers or the Cowboys came to town, then we'd go. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, I think I remember 1987 or I don't know, I don't think it was my rookie year, but. Uh, the first we opened up and we we're like four and zero, and I remember this vividly: is that they all of a sudden people were like coming out with these these songs about the Super Bowl and everything. I'm like, just wait a second, tap the brakes, and then <laughs> I think we end up losing twelve straight after that. <laughs> uh, end up going four and twelve. So, but you know, look, I love Atlanta. That was a great. I mean, I to this day, you know, obviously this is a, a golf podcast, but anyway. Uh, I, I love the fact of where I live because there's so many golf courses mm-hmm. you could go to. I went, was able to go to the masters a couple of times because mm-hmm. Augusta is not two hours, two and a half hours from Atlanta. Right. So, you know, through that, I loved Atlanta and you know, I just, I apologize to the fans because they had to endure a lot until they actually got a chance to play in the Super Bowl. And, yeah. uh, yeah. so I, I just think you just got to be patient.
2: Yeah. I'm a Red Sox fan, so, you know, wait till next year was something that I used to say all the time, man. you know, but just one quick more football question, though, is, is, I mean, you won a national championship in college. And like you just said, you know, let's let's be careful what you wish for. How much how frustrating was it to go from national championship to, I mean, a high draft number? Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, he's going to save the team to, to go to somebody who's not going to do very well as a team.
4: Well, I don't know. I and mean, I think a lot of people thought there's like a trepidation about drafting a a defensive tackle but at that time. I was a nose tackle. I played uh, over the center. So, you know, people always like you know it's Bo Jackson, and they drafted me, and there was a couple of quarterbacks. So I think people maybe the expectation is I was going to put up these numbers a quarterback would put up, and you know, save the save the team. But you know, it's it's very difficult. I think that's the deal with with being in the business of playing professional sports. When you're, as you mentioned, I played for for OU. Man, we lost by the time my 4 years we lost maybe four games yeah. mm-hmm. and that's how many we won in my 4 years <laughs> 5 years something like that I'm thinking what the hell's going on here this is not yeah I'm the second player picked in the draft yes I got the sign I'm, and I'm I'm very thankful for that but man when you got people just hammering on you and how bad you are and and yeah. just the whole kind of toxic the way it just kind of goes through the locker room it just becomes more of just a Casting a check, man, or getting a just getting paid as opposed to what you're there for, yeah. and that's winning and getting paid. And yeah. uh man, that was a that was a rude awakening. It really was. <laughs> it was very. Yeah. It, it was. It was like this is not what they said this would be like. But <laughs> yeah. nevertheless, uh, and the, little did I know that a few years from then, I'd have a chance to to be on two Super Bowl teams and yeah. win two rings. So it yeah. was worth it. So See,
3: it comes out in the wash,
4: little, doesn't it, man?
3: Yeah. 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 You got to be, you got to think positive. Yeah. <laughs> you played at OU and talk about, you know, things come full circle. Troy Aikman was your quarterback. Right. Barry Switzer was your coach, both of whom ended up with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. both of whom ended up being big winners. I guess you, you had to endure a couple of years of Atlanta because you ended up landing on a pretty soft pillow there.
4: Yeah. I, I think that it was probably kind of a little bit of me having something to do with that because I got to the point where I believe Jerry Glanville was the head coach. I think in one year I had like four different coaches. It was Marion Campbell. It was uh, well, it was Dan Hennings. It was Marion Campbell. It was uh, Jim Hannafan. Then obviously Glanville became the coach. And so he was the kind of guy that's kind of sucked the, the rest of life out for me playing for Falcons. And so, it was so funny that you mentioned that the way this all it all worked out is that i kind of when we were playing dallas i I was inactive i think i had an injury and and so it was our last game of the season and so we're the team that's supposed to keep dallas from out of the playoffs like glanville said yeah they're in the locker room they got champagne on ice and uh, i found out later that was not the case but that was jerry glanville right (laughs) and and so before the game, I, I went up to Dave Wanstead and I said, look, I said, coach, because he recruited me when I was in high school. He was at Oklahoma State with Jimmy and the staff and a bunch of other guys that coached on that, were on that Cowboy staff at the time. And I said, look, I, I don't want to be here. That guy over there, Glanville, not one of his guys. Um, and so is there anything you can do to try to get me out of doubts, like a trade or anything? he goes, he goes, Tony, I'll, I'll work on it. Well, you know, I wasn't. You know, I, 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 didn't know if that was going to be the case. So really just right before training camp in 91, I basically called Ken Harrock. Uh, he was a GM at the time. I said, I'm retiring. I'm not coming back. And that's kind of the way that, that kind of all went down. And, and, uh, you know, they didn't call my bluff because they just really felt like that I wasn't going to come back and I really wasn't at the time. And so that's when this whole trade happened and, and Jimmy made the trade and the rest is history. Yeah.
2: It worked out best for everybody, man.
4: I think in the game, uh, in the sports, ultimately, when you look at the game, and you know things change, and my, it, things as far as the salary and just the way football is now, it's totally different. But you know, I want to enjoy football. I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of those guys that was that I unfortunately with my teammates in Atlanta just felt like, hey, look, you're getting paid, let's just, you know, let's be unhappy, and you know, it's like any job, you know, right. I'm getting yeah. paid, and so I'm just gonna bite the bullet. And I just didn't, I mean, football in sports is such a sacrifice. I mean, you're busting your ass, you're, you're working out. I mean, you go through a lot of wear and turn your body and it's, it's at the end of the day, it's like, is it worth it? I always felt like you got to be passionate about the game. My passion wasn't just getting paid. I wanted more than that. And, and I, I, I mean, I had no idea
3: it was going to work out like it did
4: yeah. land in Dallas and you know, success happened
3: that quick with that, that team of the 90s. I know it's 30 years ago or so now. Can oh, you, man. can you, rem- I know we, we talk no. about that all the time. It's like, oh, it's 1980 something. It's like, oh, that wasn't long but ago. We're, we're still staying young though, so we got <laughs> to exactly. remind ourselves of that, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just a year. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the feeling when when you won the Super Bowl and then repeated in the Super Bowl? Was it, can you, can you express in words what that felt like?
4: I always refer to it as kind of an out of body experience it was this year four that's hard to describe because i think the one thing about sports and the connection between the fans is that it's just this element of i can do anything uh and and you and just the energy that you receive i mean i'm a big coffee drinker and i drink a lot of coffee but i do not get that that high or feeling or that adrenaline and and maybe that's not a good way to explain it but the whole journey getting there it's just crazy to think that where you come, where you've started and where you're at. And when you get on property on site in that, you know, first we we're in Pasadena, it really takes a while to, for it to really just kind of you know, process it. Mm. But for us, I think is when actually we won beat San Francisco, the 49ers in, right. in San Francisco. Yep. And we just kind of sit around, look at each other and like, damn, we're going to Super Bowl. <laughs> and <then when> you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like that because. There's so many teams and there's a lot of good things that have to happen. There's a lot, there's, you got to be good. Uh, but if you're good, you can create your own luck and we're able to do that. Yeah. And I just remember the flyby, the flyover, and I, we're sitting on, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sitting, it's very vivid. I'm, we're in Pasadena and I was fortunate to get, you know, I was one of the captains for the game. I'm like, damn, I'm a captain in the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> and then when I'm sitting there and they did the flyover, and all of a sudden, it just sinks in. It's like we made it; mm. we're here. You know, I think the novelty—I don't think it ever wears off with that game, but certainly the first one. And I, I can, am very fortunate to be able to say that. The second one's just as hard because you got to go through the same thing, yeah. and you don't have your expectations like everyone says that before the season starts. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, it's like when you're growing up; everyone wants to be a professional golfer or a professional athlete. You know, you just say that. You never know, and so to be able to live that. It, it's just—it's it, like going to. I'm thinking, you know, if you watch Wizard of Oz and you go to the Emerald City, I'm thinking once you arrive the Emerald City, this is <laughs> what the Super Bowl is all about. You know, <laughs> so it was—it was pretty cool.
2: No one gets in to see the Wizard. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot more time with Tony Casillas, and we're going to uh, take advantage of it when we come right back. We are the out. So
3: hey, it's Neil. And being that I grew up in Maryland, you know I love my seafood. So imagine my excitement when I learned about wild Alaskan seafood. Wild Alaskan seafood sends high-quality seafood right to your door. This is sustainably sourced, wild-caught seafood. Now picture this. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook with no antibiotics. I just got my first shipment. I picked the salmon only, and I'm so excited to try it. Best of all, you can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime. And they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash approach. That's wildalaskancompany.com/approach for fifteen dollars off your first box. Wildalaskancompany.com/approach. Make sure to use that URL to let them know we sent you.
5: If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470.
2: 800-589-0470. I said we'd be back, and here we are. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Tony Casillas is our guest. I have a story that I got to tell you, man. I was a disc jockey in Pittsburgh. Uh, in the late
4: 70s you sound john you sound like you got that voice (laughs) that's what what
2: i did for my entire life man. i avoided working for a living very successfully
4: um well you got a great voice but i could i I could see you doing that appreciate that that. now i had
2: a i had a job offer in dallas so i went to dallas just to you know do the interview and i was looking at apartments and i was getting shown around this apartment complex (laughs) and the and the woman took me to the uh the, the clubhouse and said now this is where we have we have a big screen tv here and, and this is where all of us get together on sundays and watch the cowboys you a cowboy <laughs> fan or don't you like football those were my choices i didn't dare at that point tell her i was moving from pittsburgh
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that,
4: that, that wouldn't have worked out very well Not at all that's the greatness of then and now and i hate to go back to that but i think everyone knew on sunday that there was something pretty spectacular yeah. to watch but yeah. You know, football is a religion here, yeah. and you know you mentioned this Pittsburgh, but I will have to say this, and I try to offend anyone. I think that no, I'm not even going to say it, but uh, I will say this: that there are some very beautiful women that live here, and 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 it's a great place to live, and that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I have to agree. with I met that. my wife here. Maybe <laughs> well, there there some Ohio, so she came to Ohio to Dallas. So <laughs> seems like everyone. Everyone comes here. Yeah, I was
3: actually going to ask you that because as a Cowboy fan, and and I've visited Dallas a, a huge number of times, I did a lot of business there. It seems as though even though the America's team thing sort of wore on everybody outside of Dallas, if you were a Dallas Cowboy for a minute or for your entire career, wherever you go in North Texas for the rest of your life, you are that guy. In a lot of other football cities, once you're done, you're done. In Dallas, you kind of live forever, don't you?
4: Either that or if you wear a Super Bowl ring, people ask you, what is that? And I'm like, it's a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. So it kind of gives up how old you are. And I think that's the greatest part about being part of that that decade is that it was a fascinating team. We had so many personalities, it's great players, and just we had it was historical. And people don't forget history. Yeah. Right, I don't care how old you are and young you are. I think the history part of it, people don't forget about that. Yeah, you can't erase that. And so I think around here, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a fraternity of great men that and coaches did so many great things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's perpetuated with people. And you know, people love the Cowboys. And I think the whole America's team is. I think it bothers a lot of people because the Cowboys haven't been relevant for a while and yet the brand is is bigger than ever yeah and i think that sometimes gets under people's skin but for us it keeps us alumni i'm gonna say alumni keeps us out there because Mm -hmm. we we were part of something that really perpetuated that franchise and really it, it really accelerated and made this brand where it is today because of those teams
2: so when you just show just, up at the golf course, Tony, are you as good as the people expect you to be being Tony Casillas, the man with two Super Bowl rings and a big time athlete?
4: Well, I think I, I think people don't expect me to be that good. I mean, I started playing golf when I was in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, I, I took up golf and I just I'm a I'm a I'm a golf junkie. I mean, mm. I love golf. I've been playing forever. And so the answer to your question, John, is that It's like, dude, man, you got a great swing for a big dude. (laughs) Dude, you got a great short game. You got soft hands. And Mm -hmm. to answer your question, they're pretty much blown away on how, you know, guy that my size, I mean, I'm, I remember when I first started, I mean, I was this big 285 pound guy, but I was a six or seven handicap. Like, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. So I just, uh, I always like, I don't sandbag people. I don't (laughs) ask them what (laughs) my handicap is. First of all, they when I tell them my handicap, they just like laugh about it and like, like "Really, you know, you must not cut, count all your, your 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 strokes." And then I go out there and play. They're like, "Dude, you can play the game of golf." And yeah. I said, "Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, I'm I'm infatuated, and uh it's a game that I could play forever." And I just I mean, it's it's just an amazing game. And I just every day I I I have a chance to play. I'm just thankful for it. Have you played with Roma? No, I haven't. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I that's one thing I haven't done and i, I think it, it obviously his pockets are a lot deeper than mine and so I understand he likes to uh you know to <laughs> do wagers but I would like to play with Tony because and you guys know this you guys play a lot of golf so when you got to spend time with people on the golf course four or five hours you want to have a good time right mm-hmm. but you want to take yourself serious enough where, yeah we'll have our little nassau or play the wolf or hammer game or whatever it is but in the, the day man let's play golf and have fun and yeah. You know, at the 19th, though, we'll talk about and square up or whatever. But I think Tony would be a, probably a good dude to play – a fun guy to play with and just a guy you can have fun with. But I have not had a chance. I mean, I played – I played with Troy Aikman a couple of times, uh, and he doesn't play golf anymore, which was a surprise because he was in the game for a long time. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. When you mention – it's always great to, to represent the big man. Yeah. Like the, line, the, old, the defensive lineman because people don't expect you to be good because no. – you're a lineman, right? Right. But uh, but Romo, I mean, as good as he is, he still can't crack that U.S. Open qualifier. I mean, that's yeah. how good you got to be in golf.
2: You ever get to play with Jim Nance?
4: No, yeah. I haven't played with Jim. Um, uh, have you had a chance to play with him, John?
2: No. No. Yeah. I, I would but love to. But that too, would be great. Wouldn't that be great for him to
4: say, to, to give that, you know, everything the Masters and – was at an event like uh, unlike any other
3: yes
4: (laughs) wouldn't that be great for him to like just do that yeah i mean could you i mean i i would just like that that would be like my tag forever just to have that one call you know from him or vern lundquist or yeah whatever the call may be in golf man golf it's on sundays one of the things i do on father's day every year is my my wife my kids they know what i want they know i want to be left (laughs) alone On my sofa, in front of the TV, watching the U.S. Open. Right. That's Dad's gift for Father's Day. Is watching the U.S. Open.
3: Right. Speaking of your kids, I gotta tell you, I did a little research going in, and your kids have the coolest names: Jet, Sophia, and Chase.
4: Yeah. Well, it's interesting you ask that name. First of all, Chase. Uh, you know, he's my stepson, but I've raised him since he's six months old. And and so my wife named him because she chased Randolph because she felt like she was gonna be chasing him around the whole time. And so she just thought that was cool. And I thought, yeah, you were right to a certain extent. But he's he's actually getting married in, in November and uh Oh, congrats. Yeah, well thank he's done, he's done a great job and his fiance, she's she's awesome, so I'm happy for him. Bad thing. Only bad thing about both of them—they went to UT, but you know, I'll don't, I don't have to. That's why I'm not. I'm not paying for the wedding. I'm not helping out on that because of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, and so my son Jet—we uh, named him after John Travolta. His son Jet, uh, his first son, I believe, it passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he named his son Jet, and we're like, man, that's a cool name.
3: Yeah.
4: And so that's when we came up with the name Jet for their twins, when, uh, Jet and Sophia. It's the Sophia. Sophia Loren is probably the the GOAT uh, (laughs) of actresses. Yeah. And so that's where we came up with uh, with all their names. But, uh, you know, you're right. You wanted something unusual where it's easy to spell or pronounce or something like that. (laughs) But, yeah, I thought it kind of stuck. And I think they I think they appreciate that. It could have been a lot worse, man. I mean, we could have named him another name or, you know, something, but um but yeah, I think we did him justice.
3: Yeah, you could have done it. Yeah, Ryan like- Ryan uh growing up used to say to me, you know, I hate my name, it's so different and stuff. And then she'd yeah. get a little bit older, a little more confident. And then it was like, I have the coolest name and it's unique. Would always have to spell it for people and stuff. And yeah. I can just imagine Jet through his entire elementary and, and <laughs> middle school. That's Jet, J E T T. Two T's. What's well, it was all about the jet airplane,
4: like What's that uh, short floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so I think all the kids used to like that. But the, the name is itself. I obviously I wasn't one of those guys who named it after me or uh, you know, the junior or senior yeah. aspect of it. But the name fits all of them.
2: <laughs> At least you didn't go with like Moon Unit and Dweezil. Like Frank's no, down there. Those, do those that. kids are uh,
4: scarred you know, for life. Or, or Northwest or something yeah. like that. <laughs>
3: or- <laughs> Yeah, but, hey, find, it's, it's unique. Yeah, it you definitely can find is. You your kid's name <laughs> on a compass. That's not a good thing.
4: <laughs> hey, we've got more or, questions. You know, two last, or two last names, you know. Oh, or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. We uh, Or, you know, two first names like Neil Michael. Uh, anyhow. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> go. <Yeah. laughs> we, we have ourselves six more questions total to ask Tony, and we're going to put them all can together we? and come on back in just a minute. Don't you move. All right. You know, men's health doesn't get uh, much attention at all. And that's probably our fault, guys, because we hate going to the doctor and we definitely don't like talking about sensitive issues. We don't share our feelings. Well, here's the thing. A lot of men's health issues have really simple solutions, ironically. And RexMD.com is here for that. You see, RexMD makes getting prescription ED medication easy. It's all done online and from the comfort of your home. Then it's delivered. No office visits. No talking to the receptionist. Super simple. And Right now, sample packs of ED medications are available for listeners of The Approach Out, and I'll tell you how to get those in a second. So it's simpler than ever to get started. Here's how it works: You fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website, and a doctor reviews your situation and prescribes you the ED medication you need, if appropriate. Then your medication is shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. Those sample pack prescriptions I mentioned are available at rexmd.com/approach. R e x m d. dot approach to get started with Rexmd. Rexmd.com/approach. And thanks for hanging. This is the approach shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Tony Casillas is our guest. Has been all morning, and we appreciate you coming by, Tony. It's great to meet you and be able to uh, spend some time with you here, both uh, from your your football career and 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 golf. Man, I'd love to come play, come up and play golf with us sometime.
4: Huh? Man, I would love to do that. Either of you one, had, you guys had a hole in one? No, no. Okay, so you, so I just had mine.
3: Three months ago. Congrats. That's actually. Yeah.
4: And so look, I'm going to tell the world about it. And and you talk about euphoric. You know, you guys, you were asking me about what it was like to the experience. Yeah. uh, The Super Bowl. Let me tell you, I got this hole in one, the golf tournament. There was not, there was no car or anything on it, but there was eight guys that witnessed it. And let me tell you, you thought we'd won the damn Super Bowl again. It was euphoric. (laughs) I mean, it was just amazing because, We've been playing golf for a long time. I've yeah. seen guys yeah. have hole in ones and yeah. had like, how many of you had? Oh, I've had four. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> sorry right. I asked. Yeah. <laughs> but I got my first hole in one three months ago. Well, congrats, and man, man. I, I, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool.
2: I, got, I was played two nice. years ago, my brother in law, and he got a hole in one. And every time we play that course and get to that hole, he goes, Did I ever tell you I got a hole in one on this? hole?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, I probably say that till you know, I, every time I, the guys are like, Tony, <laughs> we've heard this story before. It's like a bad joke, okay? It's right. <laughs> now it's on a podcast. <laughs> it was a, it was a pitching wedge, 145 yards. I was fortunate; we were able to see it. It was like a one hopper, oh, bounce, once and slam dunk. Love and those. it was a pretty. It's the prettiest thing I've ever seen, man. <laughs> I mean, it was just. And that's the thing; people don't understand it. Don't play golf. They're like, oh, I don't get it, but people that play golf and play thousands of rounds. Yeah. The odds of getting one. Uh, it did cost me money though, after yeah. the round, I will say that I never understood why you have to pay. That's backwards. Pay for man. The that I mean, backwards. I'm serious, man. I mean,
3: really? <laughs> Everybody should be uh, buying you. Everybody right. should be but, buying drinks for you. But no, I didn't mind. I, no. I, I did not mind. No, it was, it was, it it was well
4: worth it. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right, man. Let's, let's hit him with the six pack. Mr. We Neves. got a
3: six pack of questions for Tony Casillas. Tony, this is good. These are going to come at you. Fast and Furious, and our six-pack is brought to you again by Arnold Palmer Spike. Go to www.arnoldpalmerspike.com slash approach to find a retailer near you. You ready? Ready. Let's do it. Question one, who was your favorite teammate that most casual fans wouldn't know?
4: Hmm. Jeff Tupper. and That's Jeff right. Tupper. No
3: one would know him. I mean, they would, but
4: I would say... College Jeff Tupper, he was my he was my roommate my freshman year, and we're really he was my he's a defensive line played next on my left side, uh, tremendous guy. We're really good friends, and we shared a lot of a lot of adversity together, a lot of sadness and happiness, and a lot of things that happened. He's from Joplin, Missouri. One of those calls that you'll you'll uh, you'll make and I I, and I have to do one at one. It's he's, he's not a, he's not a, uh, a player, but he's a coach. That'd be Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer to me is amazing person. I, 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 I w- that guy would do anything. You, you call him up and you're to your last call. He would be there for you. So uh, Jeff Tupper, uh, yep. You know, people don't know him. You Google him, but, and and then, um, and then obviously I guess everyone knows Barry Switzer. Uh, so uh, that's a great question, okay. but that's, that's what I got. All right, <laughs> question two. Do you have a
3: nickname that most of us don't know about? Yeah, Tony Mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to require uh, some explanation. Well, yeah, <laughs> it is some
4: explanation. So when I was growing up, so I come from a big family. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm, I'm, I'm Hispanic, and I had 65 first cousins, <laughs> swear to God.
3: Wow. 65
4: First Cousins. Yeah. Do the math. I mean, it was just, you know, we're Catholic and Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah. So one of my cousins one day started saying, hey, Tony Mayonnaise. And, and I didn't like it at first. And then he just kept calling me Tony Mayonnaise. I'm like, and I don't, and, and he was kind of a smart ass anyway. Excuse my language. So, and it just kind of stuck. And so over the years, when I got around my family, all my family called me Tony Mayonnaise. And so to this, this day, uh, that was my, that was my middle name nickname growing up (laughs) i don't know what's anything to do with mayonnaise i mean i love mayonnaise to this day uh, but i like ranch better so they should have called me tony ranch because i put ranch on anything but tony mayonnaise right so that's yeah (laughs) that's great
3: question three most embarrassing thing to happen to you either on the field or even better on the golf course oh
4: i mean on the field um I'm just gonna be real with you. It's a real show, right? Yeah. I I I went poo poo in my pants on the like field. I mean, I, 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 was like, I want to be honest. You, it was the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me. But I'm just I'm just saying. So that was embarrassing. And then uh, on the golf course, oh, this is a this is embarrassing because I have a snake, snake phobia. Okay, I hate snakes. All right. And so I'm playing golf with this guy, but you know, and and, uh, and I'm talking to him a story about a snake. I hate snakes. Well, I get up to it, hit my ball, and all of a sudden, he goes, look out! Between my legs, and the dude tuck a freaking rubber snake out of his golf bag <laughs> and put it underneath my freaking – and I started high-kneeing it, man. I felt <laughs> like I, I had a flashback. And I'm like, you – That was the most embarrassing, most obnoxious joke that everyone's ever, ever done. Yeah. to me on the golf course.
3: I'm surprised there wasn't a little poop in your pants after that. <laughs>
4: no, you're right. Yeah. You never know.
3: <laughs> Question four, drive for show, putt for dough and a best ball. Are you showy or are you doughy? I'm doughy. I, 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 I
4: can, I think that I've gotten, I've understood. I mean, I don't, I don't hit the ball as far and I never really, I mean, I, I just try to consistency. I, I just try to, like everyone, try to get close to the fairway mm-hmm. and do course management. But, you know what? When my short game, my putter's on. I mean, I can make some putts. So nice. definitely putt for dough.
3: You just don't see a, a 285 pound guy with that kind of touch, <laughs> Mister Soft Hands. They're soft hands. Well, what's funny is I got some really gnarly like hands, and so I'm like, uh,
4: they look at my hands, like, dude, how do you, how do you <laughs> manufacture all that with your, your your thumbs jacked up, your middle fingers was dislocated. And I'm like, yeah. man, I just get used to
3: it. I'm yeah. no excuses. Yep. Yeah. If Roger can do it, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Question five. All right, here we go. You went to school in Oklahoma. You're drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, and you won Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys, all teams from the South. What do Southern boys do that Northern boys will never understand?
4: Um,
3: I'm going to say, hmm,
4: they eat lots of Mexican food. I mean, I, I so I, I guess the Southern, so when you, you look on a geographical part. I would say y'all, we say y'all. Yeah. I don't know that many Northern people say y'all. And, like you guys. um, yeah. And, and so I, I think that, and I think everybody really is passionate about hunting and yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not, but I'm just saying, but, uh, I think that that's something that, that differentiates, you know, between the North and. And I, I live in New York, and it's totally different than mm-hmm. the pronunciation and everything. Yeah. But um, I would say that we're, I, I would say we put ranch on a lot more things. I mean, that's <laughs> one thing I do. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I don't put ketchup on my steak, but mm-hmm. I put ranch on just about anything. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, my wife and I just came back from vacation, and we started in Charleston, South Carolina. We worked our way up the East Coast, and, and I'm from that area, but I live in Southern California. And she had grits for the first time. I mean like yeah. like southern grits for the first time. Mm-hmm. This woman, you would have thought the sky opened up and the angels started singing. She <laughs> did she had never experienced anything like that. Mm. So well, you know
4: what? I've never I, I've never been a big fan of grits. So I didn't wouldn't even think about that. I, I you know, when I was in when I was in Atlanta, it's more of a you know, southern food, but right. but uh you know, this depends on the south which part you're from. I think here in Texas, man, it's all about Tex Mex. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're Tex Mex food. You know, my,
2: my job interview in Dallas, they took me to lunch at Joe T. Garcia's.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do That's a good place. Yeah, you it, it is. You must not have had enough margaritas.
2: Yeah. Well, I was trying to behave
4: myself. <laughs> or too many. It was on business. Yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a business <laughs> interview. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Question six Since we are the approach shot, we ask this question of everybody who comes on in Tony's approach to life what one rule do you live by? I think now it's
4: just to laugh at myself more. I, I think as you get older, I, I was more of a pretty intense. But even on the golf course, I mean, I found myself where, look, I'm not a pro. I'm out here enjoying the game. And 10 years ago, I couldn't have said that. So I think it's more to like sit back and take two or three deep breaths. And it's going to be okay. Yeah. Just let it pass before you react. So that's kind of really what I'm trying to live by now. Very, Very cool. nice.
3: All right. You are off the hot seat, Tony. Well done. Thank you. I hope, uh, hope I uh, hope I didn't disappoint.
2: Not yeah, well, all, we'll,
3: we'll send you your grades later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think the one thing that the Southern boys do is eat at waffle houses.
3: That's yeah.
4: for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, it just depends on what – so Southern boys go to Whataburger. Whataburger. Are you familiar with Whataburger? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. They don't have Whataburger. Whataburger is, has the best – we're talking about the after – well, anytime. I think they serve it twenty four seven now. Yeah. But they have these uh, they have these honey chicken biscuits. <laughs> mm. Man, I tell you what, they are amazing. <laughs> so that's one thing that they don't. Uh, I know that they have in the southern, the south is they have water burgers. Yeah, man, this is great. Appreciate what you guys having me. Keep up the great work, and more importantly, keep playing a lot of damn golf. You betcha. Yeah. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate oh, you're welcome, it. Thanks
3: man. for having that's me. The thing, Tony. See you later. Hey, my friend Alan and I played 18 this weekend, and we brought along a new friend, Arnold Palmer Spiked. It's the classic taste of iced tea and lemonade with 5% ABV, made with real juice and brewed teas for a smooth flavor that's as easygoing as, well, sinking a 10-footer for birdie. Arnold Palmer Spike reminds you of those timeless combinations we love, like good friends and laid-back weekends, Fairways and Fairweather, Neil Michaels and John Ashton for classic refreshment that tastes like a chip-in from the sand. Nothing beats an Arnold Palmer Spiked. It's the perfect balance of brewed teas and real juice, now with 5% ABV. Find Arnold Palmer Spiked in a store near you at arnoldpalmerspiked.com approach or search for it on Drizzly and Instacart. That's arnoldpalmerspiked.com approach. 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly. Texting enrolls you into recurring
2: automated
1: text messages. Message and data rates may apply.
2: Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with
5: the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of NuGenix Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to
0: 321321.
2: <laughs> Man, for a guy as good as he was on the football field and as good as he is on the golf course, he's like a real person.
3: He is a real person. And he does, I hate to, to ever judge our guests because, you know, gosh knows we never talk about it afterward. But he's going to go down as one of the best. Yeah. He, he just, he is very glib. He just could, speaks from the heart. Yeah. And you would like to play with him in a foursome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the first I got Tony. He's the first call from my scramble team.
3: <laughs> remember when we had Jeff Garcia on not too long ago and yeah. you had the conversation with him and you, I remember you asking him, so when people come to you because you were a former athlete you know, and, and they want to play in your scramble, mm-hmm. do you tell them ahead of time that you're not very good? <laughs> so given the choice, again, ahead of time, if you've got Jeff Garcia as a choice and you've got Tony Casillas as a choice, Sorry, Jeff.
2: <laughs> Take Tony. Do the illiterate <laughs> Take, thing. Take Tony.
3: <laughs> Take. Love alliteration.
2: <laughs> uh, man, listen, it's it's been another great week. We appreciate you hanging with us. Next week, we have, I'm going to call her a renaissance woman, and you're going to have to work very yeah. hard to change my mind.
3: I'm not even going to try. What I heard, uh, she is the definition.
2: Yeah. And we have something that we want to give you an opportunity to win starting next weekend. So, don't miss that. It's it's a retail value of 850 bucks.
3: Yeah, and if you're a golfer, you're going to want to tune in. You're going to want to listen. You're going to want to take a shot at winning this. And starting next week, we will also be on YouTube. We will. <laughs> That's- so you'll get a chance to not only hear us talk about it, but you'll unfortunately have the opportunity to see us. But one of the great things about this great guest of ours is that she's way more attractive than the two of us put together, so it will be a reason for you to be able to tune in to YouTube as well.
2: And one of us will be taking bids on haircuts. I won't mention which one. So... (laughs)
3: Did you have to? <laughs> you have to. Is that a parting shot? Is that what that
2: is? I went there. Yes, I did. Yeah, so Not a part shot. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, have a great week. And we will catch you next week right here on the Approach Shot in the interim. Play some golf. Yeah. But do remember, golf was invented and called a game by the same people that invented bagpipes and called it music.
3: So true. Keep that in mind. And remember, too, life is a gift. Go open it.
1: You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at approachshot.net.